You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Welcome everyone to a very special episode. It's the Friends of 9to5, which means that we have a friend with us. We have our wonderful and talented web designer, Phil. But we talk about all the things we regularly talk about, which is... We talk about Pepsi and Kendall Jenner. We talk about Get Him to the Greek, protest culture, choo-choo trains, lingerie nights, juvenile breaking and entering, Coke gonna capitalize, Note 3 up 7, Get Fucked Samsung, and we talk about (laughs) old people with security issues. Phil? And we talk about Macross, again, Masters, <laughs> Westworld, uh, Last Kingdom, uh, Peaky Blinders, uh, We Love Tom Hardy, uh, Star Wars Rebels, uh, Fantastic Beasts, and Half-Blood Prince. What a thing! All this and more on 95 Friends! special episode. It's a very special episode. Uh-huh. It's the Friends of 9 to 5 CC, and we have like the silent partner of 9to5.cc. The one who makes the bits work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like who, Who's been Christ. helping us <laughs> in so many ways for so long, and that most people probably don't know exists because he lives in uh, BC. Uh-huh. It's Phil! Yay! Hey, Phil. This is Phil from... I'm gonna air code designs. Air code design, right? yeah. I was like, like, I was like, maybe it's in French. It's like air code. <laughs> the, the goal was to make it bilingual. Okay, but then you went. Uh, to BC. Then you went to BC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so when when we started the website uh, way back in like 2011, mm-hmm. it was basically John and I pretending to figure out shit in WordPress, and it was like a big old mess, and we had like a mess of plugins all over the place. I think that's kind of how WordPress is. Like you start with something that kind of makes sense, and then you add one plugin after the other after the other until you get this like gigantic like duct like a tape devastator. and yeah like tight <laughs> yeah except devastator could accomplish things, and he was actually like a badass when he got put <laughs> together. Whereas with with WordPress, you like accidentally put in the wrong entry into a wrong field, and then it moves a semicolon in another thing, and then everything yeah, yeah. is fucked. I can't. No. I but found it very frustrating. Yeah, that's usually like uh, CMS systems work like this, uh, and they always like a- enter weird characters. Yeah, yeah. but okay. I, I, it's evolved quite a bit uh, hmm. since since we we started. Like we hacked a lot of stuff into it to try yeah, yeah, and yeah. make it work, but. Uh, Usually you find like a theme that you like, and then you try to confirm to that stick theme, with it, and yeah. then then it's fine if you do that. Yeah, but it's I mean it's like it's a very cool platform. Like the fact that it does all the indexing for you and all that stuff. Oh like my god, it does a lot yeah. of work. Yeah, yeah. That, but yeah. at the same time, John and I really didn't know what we were doing, <laughs> and then we literally one day were like, "Do we know anyone who does?" And Phil, who uh, was friends with Sophie, we used to work together way back when. Uh, was a listener, and he was like, "I can help you guys." And then it was our—that's how magic happens on the internet. People <laughs> listen to podcasts, and then things happen. <laughs> and then, yeah, exactly. And the site got like a lot better. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was so much better. So, thank you, Phil. And now it's super cool because you're in town, and then we're having you on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, before you were here, mm-hmm. uh, John and I watched a video that the internet is like a buzz about. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have you heard about this? The the Pepsi ad. No, 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 no. No? I, yeah. I mean, I heard people talking about it, but I have no idea what it is. Okay. John, mm-hmm. John, do you want to lay it up? Yeah. Do you, have you seen um, uh, Get Him to the Greek? 
No. It's a comedy movie. Okay. Well, I, okay. <laughs> We're going to come back to that. So basically, <laughs> here's the ad. What is this girl's name? She's like a Kardashian. Kendall Jenner. I don't fucking She's know a half, people. Okay, Kardashian is wrong. She's the the mom of the Kardashians because I guess Kardashian is the father's name who was the lawyer. Okay. Okay. So he had That a girl of, is the mom? No, 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 no. She looked like so she was the 20. mom, whoever the mom of the Kardashians is, okay. I don't remember what her maiden name is. Jenner. Married Bruce Jenner at the time. Right. And they had a daughter named Kendall. Okay. And this is Kendall Jenner. So it's Kim Kardashian's half sister. Kendall Jenner. Yes. Uh-huh. So she's so an actress slash like model thing. She's standing there being super hot, and then there's like protests going on in the world, and then she gets a Pepsi, and then she like, woo, magically takes off her makeup and her hair, and she looks like a normal person, and then she goes out into the crowd, and then she touches the lives of a cast of diversity characters, so she touches the life of a black person, and then she yeah. touches the life of an Asian with a musical instrument, and it like kind of goes down this like list of every ethnicity you want to have on your side, and then she walks over to There's the line. Like diversity casting, and oh. it, like, it hits like the checklist yeah. of like... Black guy with a bass guitar. Yeah. And like, and this is an ad. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. this is oh, for real. Yeah. And then wow. she goes with her Pepsi can up to, a, a, like, there's, like, a row of security guards at this protest. They're, like, big, angry policemen. And she hands the policeman a Pepsi, and he drinks it, and he smiles. Yeah, everybody cheers, drink Pepsi. And then all the protesters cheer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then it's, like, enjoy Pepsi or whatever, which prompted the incredible hashtag, hashtag Pepsi Lives Matter. <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> Like, the internet, like, immediately, obviously, like, turned on it and called it for its fucking... It's just, it's just like African Child. Yeah. It's like like a white person going and through and touching all... Oh, it's terrible. So, fucking African I'm, Child, <laughs> Phil, yeah. since you haven't seen Get Into the Greek, uh, Russell Brand's character is like a, a mega pop star. Aldous Snow. Uh, Aldous Snow, mm-hmm. who goes down and records a, a track called African Child, where it's just, like, him dancing in, like, remote rural Africa with a bunch of, like, children and stuff. And it's like... The joke in the movie is just incredibly, like, how tone-deaf and insensitive and, like, dumb that is. But, like, Pepsi actually did this. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't, and I mean, like, one of the articles I was reading is just sort of, like, I don't understand how, like, it got through all the vetting process yeah. that must happen. How at many at- hundreds thousands of people are involved in advertising at Pepsi, right? Like, like, every one of them has to have been, at some point, like the, the whatever arguments they said against it were insufficient. Like I just don't understand how like <laughs> any group of people whose job it is to advertise didn't realize that this would be a fuck up. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I would recommend you watch it. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like like even like jo- John was literally when I was like presenting it to him. John was like, "Is it really that bad?" And yeah. then I was like, "Man, just watch it. Like it's not even like offensive. Isn't even really the word. Like it's yeah. it's like it's unintentionally offensive. It's just like so." tone deaf like it's like nothing like nobody's like a bizarre like caricature of no. a black person or like a caricature of a muslim or whatever but you're just sort of like this group of people that was like i'm gonna like capitalize on like basically every ethnicity every ethnicity and like protest culture and everything to sell and it's my pepsi the drink. magic of pepsi is gonna fucking make it happen it's like it's like the it's like some kind of like unironic ultimate end of the like obey your thirst sprite ads that were supposed to be like meta making fun of itself but this has gone to some bizarre dystopian yeah, like next so level weird anyway so and, and apparently it's getting harder and harder to find online like yeah all, yeah they're all, gonna try and scrub it yeah yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're trying to like take this thing down <laughs> all over okay, the place here's, here's one possibility one is that they knew that it would cause this huge fracas and then they were like okay you know what any news is good news and we're just gonna take it and the other one is that like 
maybe Kendall Jenner put this thing together herself and then was like, I want this. This is me. And then the, the Pepsi ad guys were like, oh, this is bad. But, but you know, if she's popular and we're paying her for her brand and maybe this is what it is, we got to take some risks. And then they fucking went and didn't know. Maybe. Either that or, like, we've been in the corporate culture long enough. If one fucking top-level SVP if, advertising yeah, exec gonna, like, is like, through. we're doing this. This is happening. I want this out. And it's yeah. got to have another black person in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <sighs> like, but just, like, that. that's, like, the thing is, uh, like, you're just sort of, like, you watch this commercial and you're, like, you can see someone, like, watching, like, a Black Lives Matter protest and being, like, but what if they were all drinking Pepsi? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're sort of like, like, and then there's like the Mad Men style pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like Don Draper's up there like explaining the pitch to like the, yeah. the executives and they're like, yeah. But do you think that the intention was really to cash in on like what's going on right now? Like Absolutely. all the protests Absolutely. and everything? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. no, I think like, yeah. the, like the civil disobedience and the protests and like, and just like what what's happening in, I mean, oh, I mean like from... Occupy Wall Street onwards. Like, there's been like a yeah. super big rise of protests in the last like four or five years like, in North uh, America. In I North think America. Europe yeah. still has a rich tradition of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. That's it. But I mean, but I, I, I think that like, like, protests in the United States are I, like I maybe it's just like more news coverage and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel that like in the last like four to five years, like largely I think maybe like kicking off with Occupy Wall Street, like mm-hmm. it became more of a thing. Like we're used to it in Montreal because we protest everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like lost everything. hockey games fucking to the streets <laughs> yeah exactly just like any kind of like like our policemen don't even wear police outfits anymore because yeah. they're protesting also you know and it's just like we're used to protest culture but i don't think every other like north american city really like has that and i think that mm-hmm. especially with with disenfranchised people in the government and whatever you're just sort of like protesting is kind of like what you do now if you're like if both sides of the government are corrupt and screwed up like it doesn't your voting doesn't matter. I, I'm going to say something. Tell me what you think about it. Okay. The um, when I was when I was a young man, I like many other young men, went to a bunch of protests. Yeah, right? yeah, we yeah, went yeah. to Quebec yeah. City and we got tear gassed there for the G20 summit. I wasn't there the day it happened, but uh, if you remember, Matt Cabway was yeah. one of the very few. So in in the last 90 years in Canada, yeah. cavalry has been used against a civilian population only one time, and that was in Montreal at a G7 protest. Hmm. Anywho. Somebody told Fun me. Facts. So yeah, somebody told me when I was a young man that uh, if you're not a pr- if you're not a rebel by the age of twenty, you have no soul, and if you're not part of the if you're not part of the system by thirty, you have no brain. Right. What do you think about that? I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I I wouldn't go as far to say that you need to like fully like join the system. Mm-hmm. Like I think that there's like you can be a functioning member of the system without having like joined it. If that makes sense. Like. Like, I, I can go to my corporate job and, like, have a clear distinction that I do not share the values of my employer. Mm-hmm. And I think that to fully join the system, you have to, like, share the values of your employer. You know, like... Well, you still have dedicated the fruits of your labor to the success of an enterprise, which is fundamentally opposed to your personal values. That's a difficult thing. Yeah, or maybe... Is it, is it fundamentally opposed? I don't know. So, I don't know. What you're saying is now that your values are in line with CN? No, but I don't even know what Cien's values are. I mean, choo choo trains. <laughs> <laughs> choo choo trains. <laughs> they ship things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I, <laughs> but that's it. I mean, like, I, I, I honestly, I, I think, I think about that a lot. Like my, um, my dad, uh, due to his like moral and religious convictions, mm-hmm. actively refused uh, contracts from Imperial Tobacco. Uh, wow. because he was like, I don't want to build machines that make cigarettes. And then actively also like had did tons and tons and tons of work for Bombardier, but refused their much more lucrative 
like military contracts. Wow. So we only ever worked on the commercial stuff. And I was like, that's My cool. respect for Bruce grows every it, time. Yeah, but you need to have a certain amount of success to be able to make these decisions. If mm. you're like a struggling company and yeah. it's it's much harder, much more difficult. Exactly. To but but at the yeah. same time, like he abs like absolutely like like my dad makes springs for aerospace. Okay. Like wow. like there like the if he got into military contract, like he would be Loaded, like he, it's like, pretty fucking loaded like, already. Like he, he, like he, cho- he chose to be basically be like cut off at the legs for his like convictions, like mm. like not non profitable, but like the mm. difference is like insane. Like how much more money the military contracts would be for like. What about the web business? Do you guys get sketchy ass contracts and you don't know if you can take it or you have a moral objection? Uh, we're I think we're too small. But the thing is, um, back to the uh, what you were saying. Um, the expression, I th- I kind of understand it a lot, a, a little bit more, but I wouldn't say like by the age of thirty. Mm-hmm. It's more like uh, the fact that I started a business. I kind of understand a little bit more some of the tough decisions. That's why, like with the Pepsi ad, yep. yeah. I'm like, maybe you know, all these scenes were like recorded separately, and there's not that many people at the end once all the editing and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. actually mm-hmm. saw it. So there's, you know, it went bad because there's like in the end there's only three people that made the final decision yeah, yeah, yeah. um so so i i understand also like at 20 if you're not a rebel yeah because when you're younger you i, I feel the, the energy is really different um you're you're kind of more sensitive to like all kinds of uh, injustices but then mm-hmm. when you grow older you're a little bit more patient and yeah. you can understand the intricacies behind like each decision so yeah. you're less passionate mm-hmm. when you're moving forward. Well there's also like I think th- like your own your own mortality kind of like comes into play a lot. Like when you're 20 you're invincible. You know no no not not necessarily <laughs> not necessarily mortality in the way of you're like oh my bones and like like yeah. not like like not necessarily death but you're like like if you're not thinking about your like retirement or at least having like a notion of your retirement by the time you're 30 it's almost too late. You know, like, you need to start setting money aside. Like, RRSPs and investments are a thing that you need, like, not need to, but, like, arguably should be yeah. thinking about in your 30 if you actually want to retire. When you're, like, 20, even though it's only 10 years earlier, you're like, what's retirement? I'm going to live forever, you know? And you're just sort of, like, you just, you're completely indestructible. So you can, like, I think that you can take the weight of the world on in a, in a certain way, and, like, your own place in it is almost less important to you. If that makes sense. Like, whereas it's like living comfortably and stuff. Like I used to not care about like living comfortably. Like I would just be like, like John and I would be like, do we have enough money to buy a pitcher of beer at Langeur? Because at Langeur, unlike other bars, they serve serve peanuts. And we were like, we can just for dinner, eat peanuts (laughs) and have a beer. And I was like, and that was like, not like a question. I was like, that's cool. You know? And I was like, now I think back and I was like, Oh, I was incredibly poor. You know, like I was like that's that was very poor. I lived in like a crappy little apartment with sold way, magic cards with, for cigarettes. With with <laughs> exactly with way too many people in it. You're like scrounging around to like get beer money and like just bear like your your paycheck was like a hundred bucks a week or whatever. Like I think also you, you're still at the tail end of puberty. You still have a lot of hormones that are saying like go out into the world and establish an identity. You know, and you're still rampaging around. I think. People probably forget that we are animals when it comes to stuff like this. There's like there are subconscious yeah, yeah. drives that are making that things happen. It's possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The same way when you're like sixteen or seventeen, eighteen yeah. and you skateboard and then you think about skateboarding or starting to skateboard at thirty five, 
You're like, I'm going to break a leg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah, is yeah, going yeah. to have significant impact on the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've, I like, I mean, A, I've like, I've shot my knees to pieces skateboarding. Okay. Okay. Like, I've, uh, I've stretched three of the four major ligaments in my knees. Like, if I go from a crouch to a stand, there's like a crunching noise and it just happens. And Every time. It's, it's weird. I'll show you later. Don't. Uh, Don't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude. It's gross. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, um, and I, like, to the point where I, like, I stopped skateboarding altogether. Then I started longboarding because it was, like, no tricks. I was like, I can longboard and I can still, like, enjoy cruising around and all that. And Sarah had a skateboard and it was, like, she had, like, left it out in the rain and it was all rusted out. And I was like, oh, I'll put it back together. Like, cleaned off, got her new bearings and whatever. And then it's, like, took out a regular skateboard and literally did, like, the babiest ollie, like, up onto the sidewalk and then it's, like, stomped the landing. And Crunch. My, and my knees were just, like, nope. Like, you were wrong. And, like, I almost collapsed, like, just from, like, an ollie. And I was like, well, that sucks. And then you think back to, like, I was like, I would just grab a skateboard and, like, drop down a ramp. And I'd be like, no problem. And you're just, like... Now you're just terrified of hurting yourself. Okay, Keith, here's time. a great evening. Let's go break into abandoned buildings and crawl around in their chemical-filled basements yeah, and fucking exactly. get chased by police. And, like, that was normal. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, was a, that was a cheap Friday night. It sure was. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I think that you just like, you have that invincible aura that you you feel like you can take on these giant things. And then I think that as you grow older, I was like, your own personal comfort kind of becomes more important to you. And then I also think that you're like the futility of raging against the machine, like kind of like <laughs> that sets in no matter what. Kind yeah. of you're just sort of like, oh wow, <laughs> like we really accomplished nothing today, yep. you know. And then you like you pick and choose, and it's so like sad, I guess. <laughs> like I think it's a combination of the fact where it's like your own needs. Big, like overtake like the needs of like the many I suppose mm-hmm. like as you get older and then also you realize how useless a lot of these protests and stuff ultimately are you know I think it's a combo combo God, that's factor. a fucking grim statement right there yeah well yeah. That's, that's how it is you know when I was start in, a podcast I was in Quebec City <laughs> and I saw this dude was on stilts dressed like the Statue of Liberty had like cool green face paint and like the whole thing done so he like really looked like it and the cops had this giant fucking turbo water cannon and they just turbo water cannon this dude but he's on stilts so the motherfucker flies like 10 feet back and slams into a parked car like yep. can you imagine a more like perfect image of protesting of I, uh, I can and it yeah. is uh, Kendall Jenner okay. handing a can of Pepsi to a policeman you know what you're right that is a perfect symbol of protest culture I'm gonna need to stop this and go get a Pepsi ring <laughs> <laughs> So what do you think 7-Up's going to do? <laughs> Fuck, I would love to see the, the the answer, you know, like the anti-twist on this ad. Fuck, if Coke did it, if Coke came out yeah, with an yeah, ad yeah. right now that was like the same thing but done properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I, yeah. I, and uh, I guess, I, and like the weirdest part is that like Coke did this. What do you mean? Right? Like like the, the, the like we are all together like that 1970s, like the, the Don Draper Coke commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like the famous, super famous Coke commercial that like happened in the 70s. And I think that Pepsi might have been like, we could do that. We could again. get in on it. Yeah. You know, like I'm sure that was like the idea, like without realizing that corporations don't like get to do that anymore. <laughs> like, but I think that the the Coke commercial, yeah. the one the one in Mad Men, um, I think their intentions was it, it was actually positive. I don't I don't think they were trying to to cash in on on the yeah the contract. And, and I fe- I feel that like some people in the Pepsi commercial were thinking they were doing a good thing. A lot yeah, of yeah. people thought they were doing a good thing. And they that's that's the hilarity of it is there's there's so little self-reflection about these kinds of things yeah. that you end up with the character of Aldous Snow being like, oh, "Well, I think, you know, 
I, I don't think that I should say it. I think it's for other people to say that I'm like a white African Jesus Christ figure. <laughs> you know, but I won't say that about myself. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, like it's... It's the exact same fucking thing. It's it's yeah. It's like it's yeah. the, it's just it's the totally tone deaf thing of like thinking that this is okay in like the current like social political climate of the world that you're just sort of like Pepsi. Anyway, so the official beverage of protest. All of that to say, I really really wish that I had a camera that was in the advertising meeting of Coke today Ooh, because yeah. I bet they're laughing their fucking heads off. Yeah, and I mean like there's gonna be like there's a hundred percent going to be boycotts on Pepsi. I you think? No, I think so. I think yeah. that, like, because the people that they pissed off are protesters. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's like they literally made enemies of the people that would do this. Do yeah. this. You know, like, it's not like, it's not like they're just sort of like, all gamers are lazy and fat, and you're like, mm. meh, whatever, I'm going to drink a Pepsi. <laughs> you know, like. You, you mean a Mountain Dew. <laughs> a Mountain Dew. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's like, it's not like, like, they literally, like, targeted, like, youth protest culture and tried to like sell Pepsi to them, and those are the people that absolutely will be serious about boycotting a product. Yep, because yeah, they're yeah, for pro- sure. they're youth protest culture. Like, man, hilarity. I mean, like, obviously, I don't know what how what percentage of youth protest culture are like Pepsi buyers. I don't know, but I'm yeah. like for sure those people are gonna stop drinking Pepsi. Hilarious. Yeah. So, what's the level of outrage out of like? Uh, I think there's a lot of internet outrage. Like it became like a very big like like the the hash, like hashtag Pepsi Lives Matter as the like the make fun of thing yeah. like trended yeah. worldwide. Like there was like enough people who were like this is garbage. But and it's today, right? It came out. Came out yesterday. yesterday. So it's still pretty pretty new. I don't know when this podcast is going yeah, to drop. About a week. Yeah. But like, it, but it got it got pulled within 24 hours. Like oh, they nice. and they're already like scrubbing the internet to try to like all um, most links to it are getting okay. taken down and stuff. It's so you think that this actually damaged the brand? Absolutely. Think, yeah. I don't yeah. know because Pepsi is really good. Right. This is Pepsi country. And PepsiCo is huge. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to yeah. say that it like it like oh they, how like it's it's not going to damage it like irreparably. It's yeah. not like Pepsi is going to be like we're closing our doors. PepsiCo is over. But I was just saying that like there will be. I think a sizable amount of people, like specifically anybody who has protested anything, like who will just be like, "Man, screw Pepsi! I'll buy a Coke." You yeah, know? but Absolutely. like for like three, four days. <laughs> it depends. See, like, that's, it, that's the cynicism of a man in his thirties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're like, in, or until like the next scandal or whatever. Like, yeah. I, I get it. I mean, like, I mean, let's be serious. We are talking about sugar water, right? People yeah. don't need to get that offended over sugar water. And they like. I don't know. I Actually, it, it's more than sugar water. Y- you know that Pepsi is usually really black, mm-hmm. but they put um, phosphate to make it like this um, caramel-like. Like ambery, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, which which is a carcinogen. So it's actually really bad that that we have to modify it this much. It's already like just sugar. Yeah. But then you add even more chemicals to make it well, look the, pretty. You always read about the the guys, the truckers or whatever, who use the the Coke syrup to grind out stuff. So they use it to like melt stuff when their axles. are are getting fucked up yeah. so like yeah, there's yeah. like industrial applications for coke syrup yeah mm. who's yeah, got, no, a, who's I mean, got like, a coke it, in their hand right now i i just i feel that like it's gonna be a drop in the bucket to pepsi but it, but a drop in the bucket mm-hmm. to pepsi is still like millions of dollars that they potentially lose it's, you know like it's like in no way is it gonna like obviously like damage their year end overall but like well, hold on hold on let's get let's get a hypothetical here this is it it's a relatively new phenomenon that the world is a single like viewing audience 
for something like this, for an event like right. this, right? This could have been localized. They fuck up, they put an ad in the newspaper, or they do a radio spot that just, like, doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is insensitive. But in this case, it's, like, literally the whole world building into this, like, momentum of anti-Pepsi hate. I, yeah. I, th- I think it would be surprising to me if there was not an effect on their year-end whatever yeah, like from I this. Said, yeah, like I said, it might not be crippling in yeah, any yeah, way, yeah. but there could be, like... Like I said, I'm sure like millions of dollars are potentially lost. Yeah. Which, I mean, is on a billion-dollar company, eh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I think it's like an acceptable loss. Like, it, they're just going to yeah, be like, whatever. Yeah. They'll just move through it and whatever. Yeah. It's it's their Galaxy Note 7. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's they're they're going to take a loss. They're going to – maybe they're going to – Bring back Pepsi Clear, mm-hmm. and then they're Pepsi Clear. <laughs> like, is, isn't it back already? I think I, Pepsi I, Next I, came back. Like, no, I, I saw Pepsi the, Clear. I, the, I, I don't remember where I saw this, but <laughs> maybe in Hawaii. I think Did you I guys have it. Pepsi Clear? I don't actually recall ever it, tasting it, it's one. It's weird yeah. because it tastes, it tastes like a cola. Same. Yeah, like, uh, like a clear. It fluid. tastes like a dark one, but it's clear. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. like and a dark, a clear cola shouldn't taste that way. Yeah, the like, the, the ad was amazing because I still remember the song. <laughs> What was the song, Phil? Yeah, man, sing I'm it. I'm going to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, no, yeah, so we, we've, we've talked about what it means to protest and lose our youth for like 20 minutes. What uh-huh. else do you have going on? What are, oh, okay, so you mentioned the Galaxy 7. I went on an adventure this last weekend. This might be really fucking boring, so you guys got to stop me. But I went on an adventure this weekend. It took me 20 hours. I, I hacked or I, I rooted my Galaxy Note 3, mm-hmm. and then I upgraded myself to Android 7. Okay. It's fucking amazing. I can't believe how much better of an operating system this is. Yeah. And then the guy who designed the hacked version of Android 7, who like put it together in a sense to get it installed on the phone, he added in all kinds of controls over like fundamental parts of your phone that you normally just don't have. Like there's an uh, there's a there's a setting in the menu to go and configure like, you know, the the main Google button at the bottom, right? So you can set what application or what activity the phone does when you tap it, when you double tap it, when yeah. you when you hold and press it. And then the vo- the microphone volumes all of them. So I have like an extra 30 buttons on the phone all of a sudden now i i've just okay the battery life drains a fifth as fast as it did before i rooted it there's get rid of all the blowware there's none of the bloatware running in the background you get like every um so when you install a new app by default all of the permissions for every setting are put or the um, what do you call it access permissions so they're all set to off for every app until the app asks for it and then you give it to it specifically so the first time i ran teo which was the the thing that started all this it was like teo wants to know your location do you allow it yes teo wants to save your settings on the phone do you want to allow it yes so like by default the phone is taking care of me like if samsung had had said hey john you can give me 50 bucks and i'll put this on your phone i would have said yes in a goddamn heartbeat right and that 50 bucks that might have covered whatever contracts they're getting from their uh, from the bloatware that gets its shit put onto the phone. I just, the whole thing baffles me. The Samsung phone that I paid money for is kind of shit. And with this tiny thing that Samsung could have done for the same price, it's a, I feel my my phone is a million times better. Yeah. Never mind the fact that the reason Samsung says that I'm not allowed to have this version of Android on this phone is because it's unsupported. The, but like a dude already a built dude it. did it by hand himself in, yeah, like yeah. fucking if one dude could do it i feel like the engineers at samsung could figure this shit out yeah but they're but they're like they're engineering obsolescence right like that's, that's exactly that, they want to sell me a 700 hundred dollar phone instead of a free update yeah fuck you samsung <laughs> fuck your goddamn update. Yeah, that's like the entire industry though like. but isn't that like the the one of the the key concepts of android is that the the manufacturing can, can actually put in there like whatever they want yeah. you know th- this yeah. is this is the the huge adv- advantage of android over ios yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. No, like so. for sure and i mean like you can like 
A hundred percent. But like at the same time, you're still like Samsung doesn't, they don't support, uh, they don't support OS updates nearly as long as like Apple does. But it's like it makes, it makes no, no, a no, bit Apple. of. I don't know, but I'm saying, but app, but Apple is like the reverse. Like yeah, Apple yeah. will put iOS onto phones that cannot run it anymore. You know, like like you can have yeah. your up to date iPhone that is now like from like three four years ago that like he's running the latest iOS, but it's like a disaster. Yeah. Like it can barely run it. It's not so bad. It's not so bad. Uh, it's getting yeah, there. Yeah. But like I remember like my buddy had a I can't remember which one he had, but he had like like recommended version of the OS and it was just so sluggish it had it was taking up all the fucking memory and everything. Like it, it can happen. I think they've probably gotten better of it because there was like some backlash. Yeah. But like with Android, it's like Android will release their versions of the OS and then it's kind of like I think up to the manufacturer to retrofit it to their devices if they see fit. So it's like obviously it's gonna get a little unwieldy. And I say, like, I put it in air quotes, unwieldy, yeah. for Samsung. That's a visual gag on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> to, to manage that across every one of their devices. Like, it's not like iPhone where you're like, there's a set amount of, like, devices you need to keep up. There's, like, so much of it. Because Android just, like, releases. They're like, this is the new Android. Yep. And then the manufacturers need to, like, fit that OS you know, to their I, hardware. I just don't think it's that. Oh, it's not difficult. It's like not I said, a it's huge thing. Because like, remember, it's... like Samsung, they have all of the specs for all of this shit, like personally designed. Like their engineers go and put yeah. together the chips that go into these things. So those guys know how they fucking work. It's not. Yeah. It's not like there's a huge overhead. I, I, God, it makes me so angry. But <laughs> but by putting that load where uh, at some point Samsung is going to release like um, what is it Tizen like their own uh, operating system, the one that's really? going to compete with Android. Yeah. So basically, if you have if you bought stuff from the Samsung App Store, yeah. then you'll be able to port it over to their operating yeah. system. And Tizen is actually pretty... Um, I, I think I'm pronouncing it right, yeah. but I'm not sure. But in China, it's actually pretty popular, which huh. is a huge market. So yeah, I yeah, think yeah. the logic is also there. There's, there's much more to it than just like... I, I, I think that... the Operating system wise, um, I prefer always like the pure versions of of any like yeah. Android. When you look at, at at a Google Pixel, you see the version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fantastic. It's yeah, yeah. It, it runs really well. I would normally completely agree with you. Like I don't tend to mod my phone a lot. Like I just want it to work and do the basic stuff. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, but you also you have like a concern of like uh, probably one of the most concerned people I know about the privacy settings. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's a lot. I don't think it's, and and I'm not, and I'm not saying like, that's necessarily a bad thing. Like we probably all could be a lot more secure with our privacy settings, Mm -hmm. but, but that was like the whole, the, the, the impetus behind you doing it was you wanted to manage your privacy settings and the new version did it and your version didn't. And there was no supported new version, even though hardware wise, your hardware was like powerful enough to run the new version. Absolutely, that it was, was, like, was exactly it. Teo wanted access to my contacts list and the photos on my phone, and I think Teo is a wonderful service. And I have, but I'm not giving them access to my fucking pictures and contacts. Yeah, and on that's it. I'm not sure they don't have access. No, no, no. I, I've been like um, for a couple of months now. I've been like developing a little bit on Android. Okay, and there's a couple of things that um, that they do very well now. I, I, like my goal was really to to have a, a good comparison between um, iOS development and Android development, <laughs> and uh, they both do things really well, but very differently. Um, Android, the way that they 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 seem like it's only been a few months, so obviously uh, they seem to be integrating um, like third party developers. They, they they find these really nice developers, and they're like, oh, this is a really nice feature. Let me bring it in. Mm-hmm. So it's already packaged, but it's attached to the development. Mm-hmm. Um, where Apple usually they'll refine it until it's completely Apple-esque. Right. Um, 
So, so maybe not cleaning the code as much and stuff. Yeah, or? I think it. Well, it, I think it takes longer to clean the code on the Android side, so there might be glitches or security issues. Yeah. But there's stuff that I'm not convinced yet because um, I seem to have access to the images without asking for permission. No shit. And so there's a couple of things like this. I could be wrong at the, at this point, but yeah. I seem to be able to do this, and I'm I'm. I haven't been developing for that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so kind if you're of a, a wizard, you could probably do a lot. Yeah, more yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like the S, the S three thing, right? Like the Trump using an S three. Oh my god! And it's like, yeah. there, there was like, a, like a, a, a an encryption like netsec professor who was like cracking an S three to like oblivion is like a semester one task yeah. for anybody in like crypto security or like netsec stuff, whatever. He's like, it's not. They were like, you, if you are running an S3, all of your things are like basically accessible. Well, I, I seem to recall just in uh, yesterday or two days ago or something, somebody was doing running tests and found that there was a whole bunch of um, packet sniffers. I, I'm not sure if it was packet sniffers, but it was or wire sharks or something yeah. running around our parliament buildings. Yeah. So someone was harvesting. Maybe it's CSIS, maybe it's the RCMP, but somebody there is harvesting every cell phone call, every text message, every yeah, whatever. exactly. And if you and yeah. if you have a like a, a low end S3, you're like it's yeah. even more. You know, yeah. like like I mean, like we're we're like we're dealing with that with like because that's the whole now that BlackBerry is no longer like uh, a. a dominant player in the marketing like yeah. blackberry had like stupendous security features right like like fully like partitioned secured sections of the phone they, they were the most secure yeah, yeah exactly and but now everyone's like i want to use an iphone and i'm like i want to use an android and stuff and it's like and they don't have that security backbone that blackberry had within its os because and people just want to use their iphones and androids for their government jobs yeah. you know? and it's just sort of like and i can just imagine like whoever it is is in charge of like that stuff just being like can we find more blackberries like yeah. can we just make politicians use blackberries like it must yeah. be so like in like infuriating to be like on the on the like on the protective end of the netsec stuff to be like blackberry was fine like there was like we had all these tools to protect all of our sensitive data and then it's just sort of like yeah but the market's not supporting blackberry do you anymore. think do you think that uh, that the CSIS or the cia was not into blackberry i think they absolutely were into blackberry yeah, i think they I were think... into blackberry too i mean I don't know. I don't know the system enough. But the thing is, isn't their new business model um, like they had? They, they, they're now running Android, but like a, a more secure version Slightly, of Android. Slightly, but apparently, like from from what I understand from like reading up on it and stuff, like it's still Android, and Android is still quite a bit more open than the old like Bez, like BlackBerry Enterprise servers mm-hmm. and all that stuff were. Like it's still like it is better. Like it's more secure than like straight Android, and it's more secure than iOS and whatever. But it's like. Nothing beats like the original like BlackBerry OS in right. terms of yeah. like corporate and I guess like political security and all that stuff. I don't, I don't think it can be done. Like if you don't have control over the device, there's a hardware workaround. Like, yeah, like definitely. There's gonna be a hardware workaround one way or the other, or even yeah. software. Yeah, even software. Yeah. yeah, but like it's gonna happen. But at the same time, but like there's like the end user, like there doesn't you know what i mean like there doesn't necessarily need to be like a stolen phone for it to be like a disaster like it's like yeah. you, like obviously if someone's going to get through they're going to get through they're going to like <laughs> yeah but they should make like a, a government version for android and ios yeah. where you remove a lot of functionalities and only use like what you want and then you secure these yeah. the, the these functions like as much as you can yeah. that would be more secure yeah. but there's no money in that unless yeah. the government injects that 
Yeah, money. exactly. That's it. It's just, but I find it just like hilarious that I'm sure, like I said, like like government security, corporate security, everything else like that, like had a better model with the BlackBerry OS, but it just like the market just didn't support well, it. I think uh, it makes sense in a way, right? The market didn't support it because the people were not aware of just how problematic, you know, security risks could be. They didn't I mean, realize and what's and going on, and, and, and now they're the president of the U.S. is Donald Trump because of security breaches yeah, that could have been prevented, right? Like John, uh, what's his face? His password was password one yeah. on his Android phone that he left in his fucking taxi twice. Yeah. That happened. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Th- and I think that that's I think that's the like I was gonna say like I think the real symptom isn't necessarily has has anything to do with NetSec and whatever. It has to do with people in their like sixties using their phones for, <laughs> yeah. like, sensitive information. <laughs> like, yep. you know, and it was just sort of like like that. Or you're like, oh, like, this never used to leak. Because I was like, because you weren't putting everything into the cloud. You know, like, you weren't, like, you're like, you were not transmitting data all the time. It would be like, like a... Like a confidential document would be like handed to you physically hard copy. You know, it wouldn't be like I scanned this PDF and sent it to you and assumed that our servers were secure enough to yeah. like and keep that encrypted. You know, like the, I just I think that there's like the technology curve got ahead of the people who are like using it. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like most politicians are like old dudes, so they're using this technology. I don't think with fully realizing like just how unsecure it's, it is. It's no excuse. They pay people to give them information. And again, and we, yeah. we we kind of have this con- had this conversation, uh, I, I think, on a previous episode where I was like, just knowing how powerful rich dudes are, mm-hmm. th- those people like you're like that's insecure, and they're like, I know better than you. I'm a powerful rich dude, <laughs> and then they do whatever they want. Right, like that's like <laughs> how powerful rich dudes work. Like, yep. <laughs> you know, like like I mean, like there's there's no reason. Like there's a hundred, if not thousands, of people related to Donald Trump's staff that are like, the S3 is a dumb idea. And he's still doing it because he's like, I'm a powerful rich dude. Like, I know I know what phones are. Like, and like there's no reason. Like, there's, yeah. and there's no, like, there's zero chance that nobody has told him. Like, someone's told him. Like, you know, like. But is he using it for, like, presidential yeah. stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, well, he's but the, but like, the, tweeting is not, like... Well, no, that's yeah, true. It's, tweeting it's, isn't super presidential, but, yeah. like, like, some of the S3 exploits is, like, you can turn the mic on and just, like, record everything on the phone. So, presumably, if it's just in his pocket, regardless of what he's doing it... Okay. Like, can you imagine what would happen if his Twitter password got fucking jacked because of his shitty S3, and for, like... An hour, somebody was tweeting as the president of the United States of America. <laughs> you know, some fucking kid in Norway. Yeah, <laughs> like, but that's it. But like yeah. I said, or just if the thing's in his pocket while he's having like an impromptu little chit chat, like the S three is literally like not secure enough to a hundred percent avoid the fact that someone could possibly like turn the microphone on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, so it's like he, even if he's not getting confidential things, you're like he's still walking around with like a tech liability in his pocket, like just constantly. Hilarious. Fucking nightmare. Did we see any movies? Uh, any, did we do any of that? We, uh, did I? Wait. I've been watching a little TV, unless you have a good movie to talk about. Uh, oh, no, I did, I did, I did, I, it's not a movie, but I wanted to, I wanted to touch up on okay. last week's episode. Oh, yeah, we're back to, uh, Robotech. Robotech. <laughs> I'm now, like, uh, I think almost 50 episodes in. That's a lot of Robotech a lot in of Robotech. two weeks, man. I watched That's a lot of singing. Well, that's Macross. That's a Macross. Yeah, exactly. Macross, there's a lot of singing. And th- I think they're singing in Invid also, if I'm not mistaken. They're I think singing in all of them. Well, no, they're singing in every Macross. That's yeah, like it's, yeah. a tr- it's like a, a part of the Macross saga is mm-hmm. also includes a pop star always. But Robotech is Macross, 
then Southern Cross, then Invid. Mm -hmm. So I'm now into the Masters, which is like the second series of it. And I don't have like the super fond nostalgia memories of it that I did because I watched Macross a lot when I was a kid. I played the Robotech. Whenever I played a Robotech game, I played it in like the Macross mm -hmm. setting. And there's so much like so much insanity happens in the Masters. Like there's like main characters get introduced, or what appears to be a main character. They're like they're at a, a little nightclub. There is some singing. Mm -hmm. It's like a dude singer because it's a female main character. I was like, and I was like, oh, like this is the twist. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there's gonna be the dude singer and like the the female space pilot and all that stuff. I was like, that'd be kind of neat. But then it turns out that the the dude singer works for the military police. And he's working on a strategy to, like, blow up the aliens and is, like, working on, like, finding their thing. And you're like, oh, this is a new character. And then he dies in the same episode that he's introduced. Wow. Like, killed. Like, literally, like, in the hands of one of the bioroids, which is the bad guy, flying up. And then they shoot the bioroid and it explodes. He's, like, 100 feet up in the air. And you're, I was like... What? I was like, well, you just introduced this character, gave him a backstory, how he's doing this military espionage stuff because of his sister, and like... It's like, tragedy, Keith. It's deep. But you're oh. like, but just like, if he had stuck around for two or three episodes, I might have cared, but like, I don't even remember his name, you know, because he, ne he never became a character. All right, all right, all right. You're approaching this with the mind of adult Keith. I feel like 12-year-old Keith would have been like, oh, it's disaster, like gotten into it. Maybe, yeah. but it's just, it's just like, there's no patience with anything in the Master series. It's like, stuff like that happens all the time. You're like, like they, like, they get kidnapped, brought on board the alien ship meet, like, the alien prisoner, then escape and blow something up in, like, one episode. And we're just like, you're like, this is a 26-episode series. Mm -hmm. Like, that stuff could take two or three. Like, in Macross, when they get kidnapped, it takes two or three episodes before they rejoin. You know, like, it's just like there's no patience at all in Masters. <laughs> it's very weird. And I'm not, like I said, I'm, apparently, I was saying this before, apparently, like, I don't know if you're fully familiar with Robotech and how it, I, I used to watch it like a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it was like you know it was like it was three anime series that was like mashed up and they changed some of the dialogue and they changed some of the animation to make it one big series, right? Like that was the the plan. And apparently, like they chopped up the masters the most because it's like the bridge between the two. So they had to like do the most editing and like whatever. Like on in the actual original anime series, all of the action takes place on an like on a planet that Earth has colonized. Whereas, like, they just straight up say it's Earth. And apparently that involved hilariously going in and animating out uh, a moon. Because, like, all of the nighttime scenes had two moons. To, right. like, like, classic Star Wars gag to be like, look how alien this planet There's is. There's another moon. <laughs> There's two moons. So, right. like, all of the nighttime scenes in The Masters had two moons. So, like, animators had to just go in and, like, and just, like, color over the moon hmm. constantly. So you're like, nope, it's Earth. We swear. So I don't know how much of it is lost in that. But it's, like, still watchable. I would say though it's a stretch, and it's it's a stretch. But yeah. like you 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 jumped in, and yeah, you yeah. I got I got maybe five four episodes into the first season, and I'm like I I kind of want to keep going because I haven't seen them in a million years, and I yeah. never finished the series when I was younger. So yeah. this is about as far as I've ever gotten. But at the same time, it's just like there's so much good stuff to watch. Yeah. I just I like I'm three episodes into Westworld, and it's the fucking greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so I'm like, Macross. Yeah. Westworld. Yeah, and I mean like I I and I mean like I I fully admit that I, I, I watch Macross when I'm working out. I'm not yeah, like, yeah. sit down, like, and here we go. Like, I'm not giving it all my attention. I'm like, I'll... And, and the story actually moves forward, because a lot of the anime these days, like, they, they'll... It's going to be one battle, and it's going to be, like, five episodes, and it'll, it'll never No, finish. the story moves no, forward, fast. like, okay. very fast. Yeah. Like, like, the story, I mean, like, it's... 
progressing all the time and like the ba- like a battle I would say both Macross and the Masters like a battle starts and finishes the same episode yeah. like they don't stretch out the like Dragon Ball Z style because like I said they were all and I mean they benefited from the fact that they were all all three series that they used to make Robotech were all self-contained series like uh, Macross had 36 episodes and then the other two had like 24 or 25 episodes an episode so it's like they weren't stretched out to match a manga or whatever which is what Oh, yeah, is yeah, like yeah, that's the, true. which is the main symptom that like causes all the like dead time in like Naruto and Dragon Ball Bleach, Z is they're like yeah. they catch up to the manga and then they're like filler until the <laughs> new manga comes out because they're like so yeah it, they didn't have like those series are like self-contained like beginning middle end telling a whole story and we're already done by the time like the Robotech guys got in there and like hacked it up and made it their own so still I guess watchable mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's happening cool. it's Westworld yeah um, I'm going to come back to that. I, the, the thing that I did watch that I think is a little more interesting is uh, The Last Kingdom on Netflix. Oh, yeah. You were seeing that? So it's like, like it. I, you know, there's like a, like, a, like a guy on a horse and a sword, and I like avoided it for all these months because I was like, hey, it's going to be a shitty fucking fantasy, whatever. Right. And it kind of is, but like there's it, – it's historical. So it's happening like smack in the middle of the Dark Ages and the, right in England when there's like the, the Britons are living there, the Danes are invading to take over. There's like the Viking guys. And then the um, uh, the Saxons are kind of like the rulers of the place, even though they don't belong there. They took it over recently, but it, it's all historical, and you kind of learn a lot about life in the 800s, which is kind of fun. And the problem is that the main character is essentially he's like born um, a Saxon, grows up among the so the Saxons are like the the rulers, okay. and then he grows up among the Danes, who are mm-hmm. Viking invaders, and then. And then as he's sort of coming of age, the group of Danes that he's with gets killed. And then he's kind of left on his own. And he keeps going back and forth between the two groups, kind of like playing one off of the other. Mm-hmm. And his primary motivation is to get rich. And so it's, I mean, it's was like... There, was there any other motivation? Not really. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's he's honestly like, I just want to get as powerful and fuck as many bitches as I can until I die. Yeah. And that's my life. And How many episodes? Uh, I think there's two seasons out okay. right now, and I'm like five episodes into it, and he's not really a likable dude, so I'm not like super invested. But then the the other stuff of the show is fun, like the sets are amazing, and the characters, the the like the Vikings they run into are all super fucking badass. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know. I would like give it a swing. It it, it might be worth it. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, five episodes is not a lot. Also, sometimes yeah. it takes like yeah yeah yeah. If more. if they get their footing and they can make this guy really cool, it it can go. I could see it really going good places. Yeah, it was like likable characters though. Like it's, it's yeah. tough. You know, like I'm trying to think of like if there's any show that really like got me. Despite I guess Todd Chavez, super likable. Yeah. No, but I was gonna say I, I suppose I was gonna say Peaky Blinders. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's very likable in Peaky Blinders, but they, but then they make yeah. up for it by all being like ridiculous badasses. <laughs> like, no, what Peaky Blinders really lost me. It got a little too like full of itself in a sense, doing all these scenes, trying to feel cool. I don't know. Uh, I, love, I, still, I love it. I'm so excited for the and the new season is going to have Adrian Brody in it. So just like they're just going to keep stacking ridiculous actors on top of each other. Yeah. Like, yeah. The for, cast is out of this world. Just for nonsense. <laughs> Not have you have you watched any Piggy Blinders or no? Like, no okay. Maybe. It's it's like it's uh it's set post World War One uh, Birmingham England, and it's just like a street gang that like takes over Birmingham and like it's Killian Murphy is the main guy then like uh tom hardy shows up later mm-hmm. uh like everybody that you can recognize from british acting is in it like i said adrian brody is joining in season four right. uh, sam neill is like the main protagonist in the first two seasons he's such a good character uh, yeah main yeah. antagonist i should say yeah yeah like there's just like it's 
like every episode is basically like shot and feels like a movie, but it is like yeah. it's like very over the top and like melodramatic in a lot of ways because it's very like too much like a, a British epic crime mm. thing. But mm. there's like like every episode has like Guy Ritchie style like slow mo power walks and like gun shooting and whatever like. I love it. Is, I, is it? Are they trying to to make it like uh, based on actual events? Not it, it's a fiction, but you know, yeah, know it's loosely based on actual events. Like a lot of it has okay. to do with the fact, uh, like the Winston Churchill is like a major okay. driving force in the the thing, which is based loosely on the fact that like Churchill uh, following the like expenses and stuff of World War One because he's like um admiral. Is he admiral at the time? Or no, I think I think he already hit, takes. I think it he at post World War One he takes his first office position. Uh, like yeah. he's still not running the country, but he's like he's like takes his office position. And there's like there's allegedly ties that like in order to cover up the um the the, the depleted military that England had, Churchill apparently had all these backroom deals with these gangsters and stuff to hmm. just like to keep a peace. Like it's like it's like pseudo like taking some like little stuff like that because they were like little like boardwalk empire yeah okay, so okay. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Because, it's like that's amazing yeah. because what happened yeah. was is that like the uh, in world war one you like uh, like world war one is all done and you had all these dudes coming in who were all trained killers all coming back to town <laughs> and fucking twisted in the head from the trenches from world war one yeah. which was like a mess and you had all these british guys like a, a, most of the main characters and so they're like a lot of them did become gangsters and stuff and like were violent mm -hmm. but had like that like d devotion to the military so Churchill apparently like leveraged that uh, to kind of like keep some semblance of control because the military was like obliterated mm -hmm. by the end of World War One. Like it's just like they take like little bits of actual history and then like kind of make a make a fictitious through line okay. to be like it's the story about one of these people. A lot like Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boardwalk Empire would be the good. Like Boardwalk Empire without a Nucky Thompson, right? Right. Like, but the main character isn't based on a historical character. Yeah, but exactly. everything that goes on around him. Yeah, exactly. That's very it. Much like, like there's like some riots and stuff that happened in Birmingham that happened in the right. Yeah, day the horse right race time. thing was real, he, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. A little bit like Downton Abbey or even Mad Men. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's a historical fiction. And, like, and I'm glad you've mentioned those two because the production value puts it at a similar level. Oh, Maybe yeah. not wow. quite Mad Men, but like. Very, it looks very like high. it looks easily like it could be an HBO show. Yeah. Like, okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's like it's shot super well. The performances, like I said, they're all very over dramatic. Murphy's great. Like oh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Murphy's like, but then what do you call it? Oh, you didn't really get to season three too much, no. so no. you didn't see too much of like Tom Hardy. No, like, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Tom Hardy is fantastic. He in always it. is, man. That yeah. guy is such a good fucking actor. <laughs> like, have you seen him do anything shitty? I don't even think so. Not really. I said like the closest he comes to like kind of a, like a, like a forgettable performance is like Inception, and he's fine in it. Yeah, you know, like and that's like yeah. he, I, like it's not like I liked Inception a lot, yeah. but like Tom Hardy was kind of like not memorable. I think also Bane was a bit of a letdown. Now that I think about it, I, I thought he could have done. He was he, like wearing the stupid mask. You couldn't get fucking shit out of him. He didn't yeah. really. Yeah, he didn't get a chance to like shine. Mm -hmm. Like I know he could have, but then you see Bronson, you're like, yeah, Bronson was super good. What was yeah. the other one? The the one where he played the twins. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember what it's called. The the British gangster. Yeah, 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 that guy loves his British gangsters, yep. doesn't he? And then he played Mad Max. Mad Max. I know you can't <laughs> <laughs> can't go fucking wrong there. <laughs> uh, you, what have you been watching, Phil? You're like completely out of our yeah. like normal circle. So are you like watching different things? Uh, I there's well there's uh, in the plane I started watching for the first time um, uh, House of Cards. Okay. Oh yeah, I, I know everybody's been saying it for years that I should watch it so yeah. it's really really good 
Uh, I mean, I'm I'm only like six episodes in, okay. but uh, I'm pretty hooked. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I've been also watching a lot of um, Star Wars Rebels, the animated. Okay. Like it's more like kids, but uh, yeah, I'm watching Robotech, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it keeps recommending yeah. me Star. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Like a- after like Robotech, they're like, do you want to watch? Keep watching Robotech, or, or do you want to watch Wars Star Wars Rebels? Rebels? Yeah. Like it's always there in the recommendation. I was like, no, man, I'm watching Robotech. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, S- Star Wars Rebels um, usually they they have good or awful episodes. It's okay, never it's either one or the other. But mm. they continued a little bit on the Clone Wars with um, Ahsoka. Um, the character also appears in, in the Rebels, and um, I kind of really um, like in season three. She's she's completely absent. Okay, because she faced Vader a- at the end of season two. Okay, but. Mm. Um, what I really enjoy is like there's so many Easter eggs about it in Rogue One. Okay. Uh, so that that like it brought a, a different dimension to Rogue One. So as does, well. does Rebels yeah. exist in the like in, the, in yeah. the new canon? Like oh so yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, so it's like it's completely canon and uh, the 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 ships um, some of the ships the droid is is in Rogue One. Okay. You see it like in the background at yeah. some point just past <laughs> yeah, and. Yeah. Um, the uh, captain is Captain Sindula, and she's um, in in the uh, intercom. In, okay. In Rogue oh, One, you hear like General Sindula, it's so you know that she's. Yeah, yeah. It's an animation in the style of um, Clone Wars, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's a bit different. Okay. Like uh, it's not the same um, engine, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and it, it doesn't have the same feel. Clone Wars was a little bit darker. It doesn't seem like it, but hmm. some episodes are are pretty dark yeah. and. Uh, it's the same thing with with uh, it's it's just like um, five five or about five years before um, a new hope. Okay. So they tie it in pretty pretty well. Oh, uh, it's pretty cool. Neato. It's all on Netflix. I think the f- a couple of seasons are probably yeah, on, so. on, on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, but Star Wars Rebels. Man, I'm gonna check that out. I I I keep like. There's parts of the new Star Wars, the, the the new two movies that I really, really fucking love, and then there's parts that I really fucking hate, and I'm so like anxious about the new stuff coming out. I, yeah, I'm just like I'm not confident I, they're gonna pull it off. I still haven't seen Rogue One. Man, go do <gasps> it, you moron! Because no, 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 no. It no. got like it has a release like this week or whatever, and I was like, it got to the point where I was like, okay, the release is now in a couple weeks, mm. and I'm just gonna watch it on my big old TV. Yeah. Okay. Like, that was, I was like, because I wasn't going to, like, deal with, like, a crappy, like, screener garbage. Like, when I was, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the window, like, closed, not necessarily closed, but, like, narrowed on me seeing it in theaters because I was, like, I was in the middle of the move when Rogue One came mm-hmm. out, so I was, like, I did, didn't have time to go to the movie theaters. And then I was, like, it was, like, beginning of March, I was, like, I should really see Rogue One. And then I saw that the, like, real DVD release. I think it's, I think it's this week. I think it just came out maybe yes. Well, the physical version. I yeah. think the digital version was uh, like two weeks ago or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. So, whatever. I'll Wait, isn't it already on... Oh, no, no, no. Not Rogue One. The, the other one. Yeah, 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 I've seen that one. So, yeah, but Rogue yeah. One, I'll just... Yeah, Rogue One is going to be on Netflix eight months after it's out of um, the theaters. Right. Yeah. So, so when is it? So I mean, that's, that means I need to wait four more months before it's on Netflix, and I will see. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I just think, I, and which blows my mind, and I think is a testament to the my meh on uh, Force Awakens yeah. was that a Star Wars movie came out that I didn't see in theaters. It's the first time in my you life. had the opportunity, and you Force Awakens. You didn't. You I didn't. saw Force Awakens in theaters, okay. but I was so like meh. Like I was like I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. I thought there was like a a lot of problems. Like, there was, like, a bunch of stuff. Like, I was not, like, angry. Like, I wasn't angry the way I was, like, 
watching the original yeah, prequels, yeah, yeah. The I was prequels. like mad coming out of all three of them, and yeah. I still saw them all in theaters. I wasn't like mad, but I was just like, eh, okay, it's Star Wars. And then Rogue One came out, which like, and I just didn't see it in theaters, which I was like, wow, you kind of that that is like if ever there was a like meh like reaction, it's I didn't go see the new Star Wars, yeah, yeah. which like years ago would have been like a complete like shock. So uh, we're coming towards the end. Is any movie? I, I have not seen any movies uh, at all. I was trying to think, and I haven't seen any. No. Did you see any movies? No, I don't. I, don't. Uh, I tried watching. Um, Phil, do you want to rank a movie? Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about a movie, and you can rank it. A movie that you've seen recently. I don't know. Is Scott gonna feel okay? He's not here to, to weigh in. I think. I know. I think we ranked a movie with Sam. Really? Yeah. You didn't give it to me to put on the list. Oh, actually. <laughs> <Maybe>. um, <laughs> Where is uh, Empire now? Is it st- it's, still, it's still number one? But I, okay. I, I think I never responded to Keith's attempt to take it off of number one. And well, so well, but I, I was I was hard outvoted. Yeah, but then we there needs to be some more analysis to that whole thing. <laughs> I, I think I could be persuaded to take it down. I just I'm not. I don't think it's Mad oh, Max no, I, that needs I, to be up there. I th- I think it should be number one. Yeah. So You're I just want to put like emphasis. <laughs> on <it>. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's a, that's a that's a third uh, there's vote. Like, there's like that's a shadow. <laughs> there's like a shadow vote. <laughs> Like, we, we drop it down, and suddenly yeah. the website code just goes to garbage. <laughs> like, like, what the hell just happened? And then we're like, we put it back up, and it fixes itself. We're like, God damn it, Phil. But what's the movie? I'm curious now. So I, I, I started watching in the plane um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Okay, the new Harry, the new the Wizarding World of Harry yeah. Potter. Okay. I yeah. had to stop it midway. I Is really? that bad? Well, uh, maybe it's it's amazing for some people, but it, it's it was just like... Um, episode one is just C- CGI fest. Yeah. And, and well, it's the Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's that's a good point. But like the thing is, it it doesn't. Um, there has there still has to be like a use to uh, to the creatures, and yeah. it, it felt like it didn't go anywhere. So after an hour, I'm like, okay, let's try House of Cards. Wow, you so. just you bailed on it after an hour. That's Did you read the book? No, no, no. There's I no book. No? There is no book associated with it. Oh no, that's true. That's true. Huh. So there's, uh, well, no, but I think there, I think there is, but it's not actually a book. It's like a, it's a companion piece. Okay. Like there is a book. I, like I know that Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is a book that exists within the Harry Potter verse. Like okay. the characters reference it. It's like one of their textbooks. Right. Like Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is like. Okay, like, and then they published like, it, but it's not really a story. It's yeah, a bunch it's of, like a monster manual. Right. Right. Like. Basically, okay. it's like the, the Harry Potter Monster Manual. Like I said, I don't know if they actually made a hard copy of it or if it just existed in Harry Potter. Harry Potter was another one, man, that I just noped out of. Like, I read all the books, yeah, and then I stopped watching after the fifth movie, I think. Maybe you just don't like movies anymore. Hmm. A thing like that. <laughs> no, but it's just like they, 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 they started cutting so much out of it and like, clinging to the worst parts of the books. And I was just like, I was like, no. And I didn't want to, like... Um, Half Blood Prince, which is the sixth book, was like by and large my favorite book. Yeah, me too. And I just didn't want to watch them like like knowing how like poorly they represented the books, like they literally took all the worst bits <laughs> and made that the movie. Like you know, like they kept most of the like character stuff out and just like dumb action sequences. Like knowing how they treated the books crap, I was like, they're I was gonna like, ruin your memory. Yeah, I was like, I was like, nope, I really liked Half Blood Prince. <laughs> I was like. I'm not going to go watch that. And then I, I didn't enjoy Deathly Hallows, the book, that much. So when they made it two movies, I was like, I don't need to see these. I'm like, they made two uh, movies out of my least favorite book of Harry Potter. So I was like, nope. Yeah, I still haven't made it past the first one, second one. You should watch the third one. The, yeah. third, one is, the third one is the best film. Like, it, it, Who's uh, the director? 
a real director. Right. It's. Hang on, this is gonna. We don't gotta look it up. It's not that important. Anyway, but it's yeah. it's an actual director. Okay. Uh, it has the most. Uh, what's his name? Alan Rickman. No, it doesn't have the most. Alan that's what I want to see. The Gary Oldman. Oh, well, yeah, he's good too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it has the most Gary Oldman in it, so it's all a winner. So I, I, I kind of wanna, I wanna rank Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. <laughs> Just because it was like it's got to be near the bottom. If it's so like, bad, okay. I, mean, I feel that we'd, we'd, we'd be amiss if we didn't rank anything. All right. So Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, and this is gonna be fun because we haven't seen it. So this is Phil's. Yeah, stamp Phil, it's all up to you, man. So, do you do you know the list? Uh. I Long-time listener, first-time yeah, yeah. caller. Yeah. Uh, Batman versus Superman. Did you see Batman versus I Superman? saw the extended version, and I thought w- it was all right. Okay. I didn't, like... Uh, so Fantastic Beasts is probably below that because you shut it off. Uh, would I? Uh, yeah, probably a little bit lower. <laughs> a yeah. little bit lower. Uh, so now we're into, like, Garbage Town. Yeah. Like, that's, like, below Batman v Superman is, like, awfulness. Yeah. Uh, did you ever see The Room? With with Tommy Wiseau? No. Okay. You ever see London Has Fallen? This is all like Scott's garbage movies. Yeah, fuck man. The guy watches <laughs> so many garbage movies. <laughs> He's like, I can't keep up. I used to I used to try and keep up. I can't. Jason Bourne. Yeah. Oof. So I'm wondering I'm 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 wondering about Return to Nuke High. Like just because again, Return to Nuke High has that thing going for it where it like achieved what it was going for. Yeah. Okay. Did Fantastic Beast somewhere to find I think, I think it's because you did an interview with Lloyd Kaufman. You wanna you want to? No, but I'm just saying it's like it wasn't a mis- like it wasn't a disaster. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, when you look at like like when the when you hear Scott talk about like London Has Fallen, Jason Bourne, like even The Room, like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, they're like they're movies that like failed Utterly. at what they were attempting. Yeah. Like, Return to Newcom High is a very bad movie, but like succeeded in its artistic vision. Well, you know what do you think? So that's I don't think it's succeeding in it. Like okay. I'm not in, I'm not intrigued about any of the beasts or I I didn't even want to like the first fifteen minutes are okay because you can see like um, you see um, a well, reproduction of like old New York so that's yeah, pretty yeah. nice the actors are okay I was really bummed because uh, what's his name it's um, Colin Farrell right who's like the main dude yeah and like I typically yeah. like really enjoy him as an actor like yeah absolutely. Like yeah, in Bruges, in I Bruges, loved. Yeah, uh, yeah and Detective the, Season Two. I'm like the only person who liked it. Yeah, and this like, is not a criticism on on any of the actors. The actors mm-hmm. are actually okay. They 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 succeed pretty well. The lead succeeds. It's just the story doesn't go anywhere, and and I just got really bored. Um, Which I think is like the worst crime of a film. Yeah, can, can yeah. you imagine no being an actor in the modern world right now? You spend all this time in theater school learning how to learning how to act off of people and whatever, and then you go to you go to your high paying job and you're in a big green room wearing a green nylon bodysuit and you have to act to a ping pong ball that's floating around. Like how pissed off those people must be. Yeah. Especially yeah. since like, I, I get the impression that Colin Farrell is like an actor. I think he wants to be a real actor. And he's like, he, ke- he kept getting put into like the remake of Total Recall, you know, and all these movies that didn't <laughs> the quite Miami work. The Vice movie? Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Man, he just fucking gets miscast and he, he, he can act. Like I said, he has some, he has some chops. Yeah. I, I think so. I think right below Return to New Crime. I'm, okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't seen uh, that movie. So I, yeah, but I'm just saying, but like, but like I said, like, to me, like the most <clears throat> damning thing that Phil said was it was boring enough to shut off. Which yeah. is like, like the worst sin. And you're like a Harry Potter commit. fan, even. Yep. Like, yeah, I did like the even the uh, all of the movies like uh, before that. Yep. Yeah. So that's it. There so it for is. like like uh, someone who watched all the Harry Potter movies, they read all the books, and yep. then so you're like, this is from the Wizarding World of J.K. Rowling, and it couldn't hold your attention yep. for more than an hour. That's like yep. that's not pretty damn. That's pretty disappointing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's like <laughs> that's like a bummer. Like that's I'm mad. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if I were you, I'd be like, why? <laughs> like this was. 
And like, and I guess like the the the, the concept, I suppose, was that they could keep making these movies in the world of Harry Potter, but maybe they should stop. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Star Wars. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's true. Three it's horrible a, a movies, universe. and now it's okay. I guess they could maybe like snap back. Yeah. Like, I think this has been the friends of Nine to Five. Thanks so much for coming out, Phil. That was awesome. I'm yep. so glad That's that right. we Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to5cc number on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb, usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday, a new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. All right, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.